Hey everybody, welcome to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Bros, the podcast where three brothers talk about movies, comics, pop culture, and stuff while adding our own quoting flair. This is your host, Nate. This is DJ. And I am Christian. Before we go any further, there are time codes in the description if you want to jump around to different parts of our episode. But if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is how this week's going to go. We're going to kick it off with our opening question, followed by we're going to reveal the quote from last week, then we're going to play the quote from this week. After that, we're going to dive into the news from this week, and then we're going to finish it off with our topic. Christian, you want to hit us up with that opening question? Heck yeah. So this week, a a little Star Wars related, um, and it will have to do with our topic later on. Uh, What is your favorite dark side user lightsaber? So it's pretty general. There's a lot of different lightsabers out there. Yeah, I know it can be a little tricky to choose from, but I can start us off if we want. Oh, okay. Go go for it, Christian. So, um... And maybe I should have posed it as like the most underrated lightsaber. That's a whole different question entirely. <laughs> uh, I really like uh, actually Count Dooku's the bendy, um, uh, the bendy lightsaber. I think it's I think it's pretty underrated. Not gonna the, lie, I the think crescent moon lightsaber. <laughs> mm. um, it's just it's oh it's it's overlooked. I like the style. I like it's it's very like sword user esque, right? And and when you think of Count Dooku, he was a very good lightsaber wielder. So I would have to think that the shape of that lightsaber lended well to his lightsaber abilities, right? The better user you are, he'd be able to use something like that. Though I guess you could argue Sage Ventress had something like that, and she obviously wasn't as good of a user. But I'm going to go with Count Dooku. I think it's pretty sick. Do you guys remember having the Count Dooku's like toy lightsaber uh, as a kid that we got like in the cereal box or something oh yeah yeah i remember that one i just i just remember our cousins had like the the full-on big one plastic version and i hated it because you couldn't really (laughs) use it because the curve was way too curved and it was too thick and i'm like this is useless and so and i got stabbed in the eye with that lightsaber actually (laughs) broke a blood vessel (laughs) ow I forgot it's, about that. Yeah, it's one of those riotous times in the basement where it was a free-for-all. <laughs> free-for-all. <laughs> Be, yeah. Because of that, I, I hold a grudge against the Dooku lightsaber. But I do uh, have to say, I think it is one of the most unique lightsabers that it is curved, and you do remember cool. it for being curved. Yeah, and what, wait, was the one that we had, or that we used fighting, was it as maybe thin as an actual Count Dooku lightsaber? Because that's what you have to take it in, no, into account. No, it was a lot thicker. Like those those ones that you just get from like Walmart or whatever, a lot thicker. But like if you get one of the series like FX type lightsabers, right, it's going to be built just as if, you know, you were an actual Jedi, a much more thin type of hilt. So maybe that could have something to do with it, Nate. If it was a little bit thinner, it'd be uh, better for use. Uh, don't know. But definitely it's got to be Count Dooku for me. Yeah, because it's a one-handed lightsaber, right? Like, you can't... You're not supposed to be, like, swiping with two. It's a very much a fencing kind of thing. So, for small children like we were, I don't know if it would ever really work (laughs) for us. (laughs) Two small hands. And you think, like, yeah, I think when I think of a a Jedi using a lightsaber with two hands, I think automatically, like, Qui-Gon Jinn in that classic pose where he's holding the lightsaber right up to his face. Can't really do that with the the, uh, Count Dooku lightsaber. Not quite. Your hands look really weird. You're like, you're like <laughs> yeah, it's just awkward. But, but yes, I guess in, in the hands of a true master, then it can That's be right. used there efficiently. We go. And none of us are true masters with a lightsaber. At least we weren't as children. Not yet. <laughs> so, and there'll be a lot of Star Wars quotes in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I, I can go next then. Um, All right, go I'm for actually going to go with the Inquisitor lightsaber. The, um, the helicopter blade? The helicopter blades, because... 
here's the thing. Uh, I don't know if I would ever do the double blade because I think that you're asking to like get hurt with the circle thing or whatever. Was you saying Grand Inquisitor or like? Well, all the uh, Inquisitors they have the circle thing that automatically spins. Their their hilts are a little different. There's that. uh, I posted about it a little bit ago, maybe just a couple days ago now, where Kenobi came out with the photos of the actual hilts of Grand Inquisitor versus. Um, the other Inquisitors and their hilts are the styles very minimal difference, but there is a difference. So, got to take a look at that in the future. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm looking for the, the whatever one. Um, it, it has the like it has the the curves on the the side. Like, uh, I don't know how to like on the circle itself. It has like points. Um, oh, then that's the Grand Inquisitor. I'm, that's I'm the pretty Grand sure. Inquisitor. I'm look. I'm looking at it now. It looks like that but yeah anyways okay yeah so then the grand inquisitor one just because um i think just seeing them like initially it was kind of like wait what but that's why would you have that but it just it, it really fits the persona like they're very you know they're not like the individuality of of real sith you know they're inquisitors they're dark side but they're not like fully sith so they don't have the the same type of lightsaber and it is the helicopter thing i think that that's really functional you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you're not a true Sith, like you need something to help you get around. Or, yeah, like you maybe you can do well, some maybe. stuff. Exactly. So it's like for a schmuck like me, like the Inquisitor one, I'm like, oh, I could could use that to my van. And I also like the idea of if you need to, you can punch, you know, with the circle thing, like you gotcha, smash yeah. someone in the face um uh and cause some damage there. So so a little more a little more uh a little more ragtime, a little more uh, scrappy, I think, is this one. But but I, I like it. It would fit to you, TJ, is what you're saying. <laughs> it's his personality. It's scrappy. I'll <laughs> <Unrefined>. say. Unrefined. <laughs> uh, I read a post not too long ago, and I didn't even know this existed. But there, I guess there was a lot of hate from the Star Wars Rebels and the Inquisitors doing the whole helicopter fly thing. I didn't even realize. People were like, oh my gosh, that was so dumb. Like, they, they it's like, cheesy. you can't actually be doing that. And I'm like. Oh, I mean, I always thought it was kind of cool, but I guess it got some hate that I was unaware of, but hey, I was all right with it. So I still think my favorite one of those is when that one random inquisitor who's been hunting Maul tries to fly away, but his lightsaber gets messed up and suddenly he just falls to his death. It's like trying to fly, it's like snap. What a very anticlimactic death. Yeah, exactly. All the others die really cool, but like the fifth brother or whatever his name was. Was it the what fifth is, brother? Oh yes. man, I can't. I, I, I can't remember. It was one of the brothers, but oh, it's, yeah, because uh, yeah. the fifth brother, fifth brother's in Kenobi. Um, okay, maybe not the fifth brother. I don't okay. know. Well, well, this is it's before Rebels, so it could very well be the fifth brother. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's, the, the numbers are hard to remember because they say there's, there's so seven, but we actually haven't seen all seven before. So <laughs> do that what you will. And there could be more. Maybe there's more Inquisitor types that aren't even quote the brother or sister. I don't know. Oh, and TJ, also, maybe verify that. Look up that uh, the Inquisitor lightsaber while Nate's given his, and you can verify if it's the Inquisitor's lightsaber. Yeah, that I, you're I did look of. it up. I think it's the right one, Okay, at okay. least according to this site. Also, I just need to put a quick plug. I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, fantastic game. I'm loving it. The story, the character development. I mean, I'm not really good at the combat, so I get, <laughs> I get whacked around a lot, but I... I, I really like exploring, so I find all the power-ups that give me more health, and that's how I survive. <laughs> I'm just always running around like, give me a, sti- give me a stim, BD. <laughs> and so I'm just like injecting myself the whole uh, time. I but, love, 
I loaded Knights of the Old Republic to do the health. You just right into your right into your thigh. It's like, uh, yeah. uh, and yeah. it's like you miss the sound effects if you injecting the health into your thigh. Freaking love that. So funny. Okay, it's it's me now. Um, I decided to go a little bit of a different route. Uh, this is a lightsaber from the game uh, Jedi Knight Jedi Outcast, and I'm choosing actually Dasan's lightsaber, the main antagonist from that his, game. Uh, his lightsaber is like enormous. Yeah, no, well, he, he's, he's, he's enormous. He is basically, uh, he's basically a dinosaur is his race. He's kind of like the head of like almost kind of, I, to me, it, think, it reminds me of like a T-Rex, but he's basically, he's like a dinosaur Sith Jedi, but, uh, his lightsaber, I, I would like recommend looking it up. It kind of has, it's massive. It has a slightly curved handle at the top, but then it kind of has this spiky mace ball at the bottom of it. And so it kind of creates for, I think, for this unique design. And also, as TJ was saying, like, your lightsaber breaks. You can just use the back of it as a, a mace to, like, you know, hit someone in the head and then they're done. And so I think it's uh, also a design that fits the character very well because Dasan is, like, a very violent and vicious uh, dinosaur dark side user. <laughs> and so I think it's, uh, I think it fits very well. And I think it's pretty dope and has those multiple his, uses. His is sick. I'm not going to lie looking at it. it. It's awesome. It has, yeah, like you said, that kind of mace type weapon at the bottom. Though uh, I'll also say he, he kind of reminds me of uh, when you were mentioning the savagery of Savage Press, right? Like they have, I feel like very similar type of brutalities, though. Um, I think Dasan was more of a more of a dark side user, but. Or a stronger like dark side user, I should yeah. say. That is it for our opening question this week. Our listeners out there, let us know your guys' favorite dark side user's lightsaber. Uh, we got to move on, though. We're going to, we have to reveal the quote from last week. Yeah, that's right, lads. Last week Ms. was not too long ago. Uh, yeah, and I just, told, I just said it right before we did <laughs> this. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, was, uh, the pot, the uh, was the topic. And so uh, the quote had a lot to do with turtles and. I don't know if this movie was really big or not. Like, for some reason, we all watched it and loved it. It's a great one for five-year-olds, I guess. We saw a lot of commercials for it. I think that was the big thing. So we're like, oh, let's go mm. see it. Actually, I remember be dis- being disappointed watching it as a kid. I'm like, this movie sucked. And it was only like an hour long. So I was uh, reviewing and critiquing movies back then, even. It's a yeah. master of disguise, Dana yes. Carvey's. That's right. I think yeah, it's probably. actually one of the worst rated films like ever. <laughs> I think so too. I think it might be considered one of the worst films of all time. Let me look that up just to confirm. It, it, it was, was very poor, though that line uh, was very, uh, I don't know, it was very significant, I feel like. Or maybe it was like one of the only big important lines that, or I shouldn't say significant, oh, I should say memorable lines that was from the movie was the turtle because it was, it was very big in the He looks so weird. Yeah, and I remember the odd. other one where it was like, this is what you're doing and he's this like is moving what his I, hand he's like and this is what I want you to do it's like are you telling me to shut up like, yeah. we just thought that was the funniest yeah, and the thing and the guy got so kids. offended he's like oh my gosh you told me to shut up <laughs> yeah yeah that was correct it is considered one of the worst films of all time which you have to say like hey congrats to you no, not many people try try to do that and successively yeah. do do that but I say if you make a film and it's on one of the worst films of all time, you, you've done something memorable. You have. Memorable, you know? yes. You can't say it made money or people like it, but it's memorable. And sometimes that's all you need for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> that is it, though, for uh, revealing the quote from last week. We have to play the quote for this week. I think you could go on like this forever. Living like this with no consequences. Hmm? There are always 
consequences. That is the quote for this week. We will play it once again at the end of the podcast and reveal it at the beginning of the next episode. It's time to dive into the news for this week. Starting in this off, we have a, a bit of Star Wars news. Vanity Fair just did a cover of a lot of the upcoming streaming uh, Star Wars TV series that are about to come out. So they had, uh, I think, a photo shoot of they have the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, Obi-Wan, they have Andor and Ahsoka all on the cover. But along with that, kind of just hyping up these new Star Wars series, uh, Andor, which is set to be released later this year, Kenobi in a few weeks from now. Uh, and then Ahsoka uh, in 2023, and I guess Mandalorian season three, also at the end of 2022. Granted, all of these could change very quickly. But uh, along with that, they also kind of revealed that the next Star Wars movie to come out will be uh, helmed by Taika Waititi. Right. So it's nice to get some, some Star Wars stuff, especially since the last Star Wars things we've gotten have been very poor. Uh, interesting that they didn't put Boba Fett on the cover. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I guess that, now we know there's not going to be a Boba Fett, Boba Fett season two. <laughs> um, and again, I I don't know I don't know if I'm very excited for Taika to direct a Star Wars movie. I I don't know if his style is what in my mind Star Wars is. So um, again, I I though have been very critical of Disney of late. Uh, I think Moon Knight's been the only thing that's actually been something that I felt like has been uh, decent enough, and so. But maybe maybe things will change. Kenobi comes out in two weeks, and I hope to be proven wrong. Yeah, and I think I think too. I mean, they were just kind of showing the next big four shows, so I shouldn't say Boba Fett won't have a season two because it very still potentially <laughs> could, right? But it was just showing, hey, what's up next in Star Wars? And uh, I think this is kind of good though, just because the focus of Disney's been so big on Marvel for for the last while, right? And that's where they've made so much money, and that's where the the TV shows are being made, right? We're getting four or five TV shows a year spe- uh, specifically for Marvel. So now it's like, hey, we're going to get the Star Wars shows. We should have basically, you know, three Star Wars shows this this year, uh, which which is awesome. Um, and obviously Mando season three will go into to next year. So I, I'm happy for that. I, I want to get on the hype train and uh, wa- I just want to see more Star Wars content. And from that cover story that uh, Vanity Fair did, it seems like they're going to be doing more series and, and less movies just so that they can really encompass all this storytelling that Star Wars has to has to offer. So uh, they also mentioned that Ryan Johnson's um, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is going to be uh, on the back burner, which I'm OK with. Um, <laughs> and I know many were OK with as well. So uh, I thought that was that was kind of funny. And actually, and, and for as far as um, uh, Taika Waititi doing Star Wars, I know he loves Star Wars. So my hope is that he will be able to change styles dependent on what he's directing. Now that I haven't really seen that necessarily in the past, but yeah, if he really loves star Wars, he feels this like, and and knows the tone of star Wars. Hopefully that means, Hey, um, I'll I'll change what I need to, to make it star Wars esque. So that's my hope. Well said, well said. I I, I concur. (laughs) Do you concur doctor? (laughs) Uh, moving on to our last bit of news. This is actually just hot off the presses as of this recording, meaning like a few hours ago. But we got a, an official trailer for the upcoming uh, She-Hulk series. Yeah. <laughs> I I was not excited, actually. <laughs> this is not the direction I thought they were going to go with it. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be more like more lighthearted and, and a little bit funnier. But 
just yeah, kind of zero intrigue for me. I thought She Hulk looked a little funny, like the CGI looked a little funny. Uh, and they have freaking Professor Hulk back, which is the, the last thing I wanted to see. The absolute last thing I wanted to see. I was hoping like it was just going to kind of start off, give a little background, be like, oh, Bruce did this. And then he went crazy again, but gave a blood transfusion to uh, his cousin beforehand. Right. And it goes into She-Hulk via that way. But no, it looks like they're really going to be explaining this backstory more and we're still going to get Professor Hulk. Unfortunately, though. If we can just get him to explode at the very end and go full Hulk, then they will. This will have some redeeming quality, no matter what happens in the series. <laughs> well, it looks like also we are getting a, a Emil Blonsky returning as the Abomination. We saw yeah. Tim Roth in human form, but also his, uh, I guess, updated form that we also saw in Shang Chi. Such a waste yeah. of a cameo. Waste of a cameo. Shang Chi. Say that. Though, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get more of him here, and it will be worth uh worthwhile and they always kind of change his design you can't even see it in this trailer it looks a little bit lighter even uh lighter green so hopefully yeah we'll just get more of him and and have a a full abomination would would clean she hulk in, in two seconds so we're gonna have to uh get abomination fighting the real hulk i think in there just because real hulk isn't even as strong as the abomination so you, you got to get him in there yeah and i don't I don't know. I think I was just really frustrated with how it looks like they're going to portray um, She-Hulk just because like, I, I, you know, this is such a Disney thing to do as well. You know, it's like, let's make our character, you know, kind of annoying and sad and just kind of a punk instead of like, because She-Hulk's such a boss in all the comics, you know, like she's a very accomplished woman and she's like, she's, she's very also self-aware. She's very she's self-aware and she kind of narrates her story. And now it kind of looks like we're getting uh, the down to earth. Oh, I'm in my 30s and life is hard. And they're going for that looks like relatability aspect rather than showing her as like, a, I think, a confident uh, woman. Or maybe she'll, she'll get to that point where she, she's narrating the series at the end. But looks like they're honing in on be like, you're just like her. And I'm like, I just, no, I, I don't think we are. We don't have uh, Hulk power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, can we stop pandering to millennials like at this point? Can we just like, you know put some characters that maybe aren't relatable and that's why we admire them and like them, you know, like, like, I don't know, like most of the original like Marvel <laughs> yeah. characters that you're like, wow, they're all so cool and they have problems, but they overcome them as opposed to like, man, this Marvel character is an idiot like me. This is great. Like, no, nobody wants that. Well, I don't want that. I should say. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like the tone of this series isn't going to be what I want it to be. I think it's just going to be kind of a goof. And like Christian said, like, as soon as I saw Professor Hulk, I was just like, come on. Like, nobody wants this. Like, I want to see Hulk destroy crap. Like, I don't know. Yep. Totally. Sorry, I yeah, I should stop going off. 100% agree there. 100% agree. Yeah, for the most part, I don't have too many expectations. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe obviously, I, w- I like to say we have to wait and see to see what, how it actually happens. But I wasn't loving the tone so far, but maybe they can change it up. But thoughts i had i'm like oh we could easily see uh daredevil matt murdoch appear in the oh, yeah. series as a a rival uh i'm you blanking on what, what do you what, a rival <laughs> what, what do you call the people a rival prosecutor i guess to her in court i was uh, my my i guess my law my law knowledge isn't uh, as good as it was not that it's ever been good know. the opposition perhaps but i would say just going head to head in a legal battle with matt murdoch i could definitely see 
It also looks like in the trailer, you know, she gets hired, they say, for this superhero law division. So, and I think especially with the abomination, I could see them maybe even diving in a little bit further to more villains, maybe like Zemo. And this is kind of more of the start of the Thunderbolts have kind of been, I think, a little bit teased throughout some of the shows coming up. So that's just some speculation I'm seeing from, from this trailer is maybe we'll get to see more characters that could later turn into the Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah. That, it's, 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 all, uh, it's all come down to this, or it will all come down to <laughs> all these characters here. <laughs> that wraps up our news section for this week. It is time to dive into our topic. This week, we're, we're doing a, something a little bit different with our topic. Instead of just looking at something and kind of reviewing it and talking about it, we're going to be doing a topic, actually, for a topic. And so <laughs> topic for a we topic. decided, uh, with, with all the Star Wars references, we're doing something from Star Wars. And kind of what we kind of decided to do is a, a little bit of a tier list of some of our favorite Sith. And so we kind of chose some of the more popular Sith out there, also some from Legends or the more no, known ones from Legends. And we're kind of going to be putting them on this tier list and kind of comparing them and talking about, I think, their, their strengths and weaknesses and, I think, overall character and to think to to really see what are some of I think the best Sith in the Star Wars galaxy, the best of the best Sith, you could say. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't haven't quoted that one in a little while. I had to bring it back. The, to start us off, so the, the, here's our our ten Sith that we're going to be discussing discussing and kind of putting up on on this tier list. And so we have Darth Vader, Darth Sidious, Darth Maul, Darth Tyrannus, Darth Revan, Darth Malak. Darth Nihilus, 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 how do Nihilus. we say that? Nihilus. Nihilus. I was wrong in every possible way. So Darth Nihilus, <laughs> Darth Sion, Darth Treya, and Darth Plagueis. And so for, for any of you that are unaware of tier list, uh, if you play Smash Bros, you're familiar with a tier list, but it's kind of like it goes from S, then like A, B, C, D, E, F, and all the way down. But we're just going to go from S to D. But... Uh, I think, should we start off with Darth Vader? Or who do you guys want to start off with? Well, let's start with Plagueis. Let's, let's start at the bottom, then get here. Start off from the bottom, uh, and, and now we're here. So Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Darth Plagueis. Um, first, I mean, we don't know as much about him, I say comparatively. But in my opinion, he is a he is a weak Sith Lord. Like, <laughs> how many Sith come Lords back from get death? killed? Yeah, it's like how many? <laughs> I mean, he does have the greatest uh, tragedy play of all time, uh, but that's <laughs> true. <laughs> but like, come on, dude! Like, getting killed in your sleep, like that's like the lamest way to go out. Like anybody can get killed in their <laughs> sleep. Yeah, he was he was obviously obviously in rookie mode that night. Um, I don't think I've I haven't <laughs> read actually the Darth Plagueis novel, and it might go into more of this. But maybe like I'm thinking like. Uh, Sidious slipped him a little something in his drink and, and knocked him out. But so I think from like a power standpoint, I think tons of potential, right? Cause he was able to find a way to, to not die. And actually I'll, I'll get into that a little more with our, our, another Sith uh, later on. So from like a, a power standpoint, I think he has tons of power and like tons of like dark side knowledge. Right. But uh, I, I also think he was like maybe so focused on that knowledge that it left him very vulnerable in other ways, obviously to Sidious killing him in his sleep and also kind of a dummy. Cause you know, at one point or another, your apprentice is probably going to kill you if you're teaching him the ways of the dark side. Um, so <laughs> it's true. Like, happens all the time. Uh, like <laughs> may, what we want. maybe don't like teach him everything. He's like, Oh yes. And he's like, he taught, taught his apprentice everything he knew. It's like, Okay, buddy, don't teach him everything you know. Like you gotta save something. So 
not the brightest bulb right there. I think, yeah, a big, a big proponent of knowledge, though. If I'm having to put him on a list, probably like a B list, even though he can cannot be like not you're, you're, die. You're putting him you're, you're putting him that high. So there's S A B C D. Wait, wait, S A B C D. You know, yeah, I'm still putting no, I'm putting him at a B, okay. right? So like in, in wow, the that's that's, in the, that's that's more than I would in the mid tier. Oh, yeah. you're you're gonna put him lower? You're gonna put him a C or I'm putting him D. <laughs> oh wow! See, I'm also I'm also gonna put him at D tier, kind of like Christian says. Like I would call, I think Dark Plagueis for what we know of him. I would say he's the most scholarly Sith. You know, he's yeah. the most wise. You might he, say he, 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 he read the books. He put in the time. He figured out how to stop death. But then uh, he blabbered off to his apprentice, who then just kind of slit his throat and took all his knowledge. You know, like I think probably. Um, he probably, I think, you know, when we look at uh, Darth Sidious, I think they were probably very similar, but I think Sidious was just a lot better planner and be like, huh, I can do these things and this will work out. So I think Darth, Pla- Darth Plague has put in the work to, to figure out how to stop death and figure out how to all do these things. But then Darth Sidious just kind of took it and be like, you know what, I'm going to use these in a practical way. So Darth Plagueis, you're smart for, for figuring it out. But you're you're a dummy because you didn't figure out how to use it actually well. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's why I'm putting him in D tier because it's like I also it's feel just not like... very powerful. He's smart, but he's not powerful. Uh, it doesn't do anything. You're right. Okay. Now you guys are changing my mind here. I'm I'm thinking I'm bringing him down to a C minus here. C minus. I don't know if I can say qu- quite D yet, but like yeah, C minus. That's what I'm going for there. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So I guess that's that starts Plagueis on the list. D C minus. Um, I guess you want to keep going back up from the bottom? Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's keep that. going back okay. up from the bottom. So moving on to, to Darth Treya, or uh, her light side is also named, is it Kriya or Kreya? In Kreya. Of the order of Kreya. Kreya. Oh, I think so. it's Kreya. Kreya rhymes with Treya. Kreya, so she, Treya. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, too, is uh, what she's originally from. And so just a quick backstory in case anyone hasn't heard. She's the one, she actually trains Darth uh, Rylus and Sion and Revan. And um, and the exile kind of, uh, like the main characters of both Kortor, uh, things. And so she kind of gets disaffected with the Jedi, becomes a Sith, then gets disaffected with the Sith and is just trying to like destroy the force entirely. Um, so, um, See, she's just kind of wishwashy. That's what I'm feeling. No commitment. She's yeah. like, let me try the light and let me try the dark and nothing's for me. Just complains about everything. That's what I see from, from Darth Treya. She's very, I think her, her advantage is she can get into your mind really good. It's all, it's all, uh, not telekinesis, tele- telepathy. Um, and she's very good at like whispering in your ear kind of thing to be like, oh, you should do this and we should accomplish this and we can do this. But, and, and I mean, she can fight like she, like how you fight her in the game. She, she, uh, like telekinesis is like a couple lightsabers in the air and like, which is like, pow- grows them out very too. powerful. Like that's pretty hard to stop. If you're really well versed in the force and you're controlling the lightsabers with your mind and you have to defend someone who's just using hand, hand, you know, combat lightsaber style against your force lightsaber. Like that's, that's pretty tough. I, I do have to say also, like, I think yeah, she is much more of the mental battle than the physical battle. Kind of like uh, professor X, you know, professor X can't really fight with his fists. But you know, you you put him in the mind sphere, and he's going to torture. That's where his real power comes. Yeah, I mean, he's going to torture I, any of the big dogs too. He's going to torch Colossus and Wolverine, yeah. even though they got the <laughs> physical stature. He'll torch him. Yeah, but I think uh, with Darth Treya, like her ability, I think to sever connections with people in the Force is what oh, really yeah. gives her, her her biggest edge. That she can kind of cut off your ability with the Force, and then like, crap, I'm screwed. 
And so I think because of that, she has a, a lot of power that it's like, oh, this could be really dangerous. But also at the same time, Lady gets betrayed by everybody. <laughs> yeah. so I guess like, that's oh. what happens when you are, your name is the betrayer. <laughs> it's like you go to the Jedi, betrayed. You go to the Sith, betrayed. You go to Revan, betrayed. And then you finally get betrayed by the exile. So for, for as much power as she has, I think her, her influence is not as strong as it, if so as it is of others. You are, why so many traitors? <laughs> yeah, her name should be Darth Betraya. Yeah, instead of Traya. <laughs> yeah. um, Didn't she also lose her hand too? Like she, she's yeah, missing she gets it cut okay. off pretty easy. See, uh, so in my mind, um, she, she's, she's a step above Plagueis because she, she can fight, you know, like she's not going to get killed in her sleep. And she does <laughs> stuff to it. actually try and take over the galaxy. Um, but as far as power goes, I, I don't think she's quite up there. She, she's a C, in my, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, I would agree, too. She's not studying the books like Plagueis in the library and, and all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, Darth City's behind me with a lightsaber, killing me while I study my books. Yeah, no. should have thought. Uh, yeah, I'll probably put her on a C level, too. Uh, I really think, yeah, that the mental battle gives her like a, a pretty good edge and she has, she has some power, but I think a little too wishy-washy, right? If you're going all in, like you got to stay all in it and, and the anger, you know, one way or another, if you're going Sith, the, the component of hate and anger, right? That really is fueling your power. If you really had it that much, it would be, I feel like a little more difficult just to do a quick flip, uh, right back over to the other side. So not channeling that enough, so I'll give her a C as well. All right, that ends the reign of Darth Treya. But Treya, <laughs> not short enough it was. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to Darth Sion, also uh, one of the Sith Lords found in Kotor too. Sion is sick. Okay. He's pretty sick. Yeah. So this Sion's built different, like literally built different. Li- literally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a thing. So the viewers out there, again, the apprentice of Darth Treya, he actually has died before, but his connection to the dark side, he's able to resurrect himself or keep himself alive, holding, making himself immortal through sheer hate and pain. So he is alive. He is in constant, like... Agony. Super uh, agony, exactly. Um, but that's what keeps him alive. And this is important. As long as he has that, he is literally unkillable. So <laughs> th- this actually, I think... Where Plagueis is studying in the books, sometimes you got to go out there and do. You got to execute, right? <laughs> and, and, and Darth Sion, he's executed, man. He's out there, and he he actually he does conquer. He conquers death, right? He he mm-hmm. he cannot be killed unless he allows himself to be right. So he he and I mean he was actually way old. He was he trained with um uh, Exar Kun, right? So this is or oh, I yeah, should say. Right fought Exarchon way back when, right? So he's been around for a little while. Um, but yeah, because the the sheer hate that he has is the hate, the, the pain and the anger, uh, it's really, it's able to, yeah, compose his body back together so that he cannot die. So yeah, you kill him and he, and he comes back. So very powerful there. Yeah, I think him, he really shows, or he's an example of the, the strength of the force through, through willpower because it's basically... He has the willpower to use the force to make his body stay together, even though it's trying to fly apart all the time. So I think that shows his, his strength connection to the force. But I think another thing that's really important for him is uh, I think he's uh, very skilled with the lightsaber. Like Christian was saying, he's been around for a long time, so he's had training. 
and when him and Nihilus betray uh, Kraya, I mean, uh, or Treya, he, uh, he is the one that defeats her, and then Nihilus just feeds on her. And so Scion is actually, I think, the one, he's he, like, obviously, he has that immortalness with his connection with the Force, but I think he's also the most skilled with the blade. And so, like Christian says, he's executing. He, he's trained, and now he's doing he's the in, work. He's, he's in the he's, gym. He's hit, getting the games. <laughs> yeah, he, he hit the gym, and then he goes to the basketball court, and he's dunking on everyone. Uh no, I will say this. I think as powerful as Darth Scion can be in combat, that's kind of all he has, though, you know? He, he's not like, his power with the Force keeps him alive, but he's not someone who's like going around laying waste to planets or coming up with a way to rule the world. Like, all his energy is focused on, Staying I gotta alive. survive. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you come to him and you fight him, like, ooh, like, yeah, you're probably gonna lose. As far as anything else, like maybe just pick him up and maroon him somewhere. Like, what's he gonna do? <laughs> like, that is true. Give him, give him credit though. Him and Nihilus, they basically wipe out almost all of the Jedi, right? So you got to give him some some major major credit there. I think, right? And yeah, he's not maybe becoming like an all time Sith Emperor just because all of his yeah focus, like you said, is basically. Targeted on, yeah, keeping his body together, right by the by sheer will and by the dark side of the force. So, uh, yeah, that kind of hinders him to doing more. But at the same time, uh, yeah, he wiped out half the almost the Jedi, all the Jedi with Nihilus, and is basically immortal, like immortal. So, dudes, dudes, uh, up there for sure. I think he he does have the power level. I think physically, and I, I guess uh, I guess it shows a lot how much he can use the force to stay alive. But like you said, he's only really using it to stay alive. But I think another weakness is of him is like you know he can only he's the only one that can allow himself to be killed. But if you could get in his head enough to be like, hey, you don't want to live anymore, man. He's like, you know, maybe you're right. Oh, that's <laughs> what you, you have to do is the exile because you, you kill him three times. And it's only the third time that you like talk him and you're like, maybe you don't want to be in pain all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, how in the Marvel episode of What If when T'Challa, T'Challa is he convinces Thanos to be on his side just because he had a good argument for not destroying yeah, half the yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I feel it could be like this with Darcyon. You just got to convince him to be like, hey, man. It's not worth it's not worth a life to be filled with pain every day, you know? Maybe you should just rest, you know. And so I, I could I could see that like maybe physically he's super powerful, but emotionally and mentally he could be broken down easily. And that and that actually that's a good point, though you think he'd have like a little more mental resolve if he's like willing himself to stay alive, right? So <laughs> yeah. but maybe he's just like, yeah, if you can persuade him very easily. So now I'm thinking of like, you know, good uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't remember, but like a, a solid persona and, and a solid um, charisma. Charisma. There we go. A solid charisma, like maybe a Darth Sidious, right? He he could convince him otherwise, and uh, that's where science downfall would would lie. Just as you know, Sir showed him his his downfall, not downfall. And, I the, guess. and that he, actually happens in the game itself. Like you know, he betrays Treya, but then Treya is able to like basically control him again, just because he kind of goes a little crazy with it in, in time but i think for me i actually would put him i would put him at an a like, same really? this guy is super dangerous i'm, I'm putting him at, a, at an a too like he was probably like a c before he died and then he died and now it's like an a i i put him at b tier personally i oh. think like i don't know like he's a very cool concept and he's very dangerous but like 
if you if you if you know how to beat him, then he's really easy. That's how I feel like. So I like <sighs> I think he's very powerful, but I would put him at a B tier. But I'm just like, like he, if he goes against any Jedi, like no Jedi can stop yeah. him unless it's like maybe a Yoda. Yeah, maybe Yoda potentially. But it's like not a Mace Windu. Mace Windu's gonna just try and channel the dark side. He's not gonna talk to him. Like most Jedi aren't talkers. Um, and if they do, they get killed. Yeah. Kenobi's <laughs> so gonna talk to him sarcastically, make him even more mad. So that's not gonna work. Right. <laughs> Who's someone? Uh, maybe Palpat- Palpatine could definitely that, overcome. Yeah. Him. Good old Sheev. That, he would talk him down. That's what I was <laughs> saying. He's got the got the charisma um, to really, yeah, kind of. Uh, bring him down. Though he look, I will say he looks cool too. Dark sign, he looks awesome. He looks that, really that's cool. the design. He, he, the, the design is yeah. great. Not that that really, yeah, doesn't make it any more powerful. But he looks dope. <laughs> All right, let's move on from Darth Sion to his master, Darth Nihilus. As far as design goes, since we were just talking about, <laughs> I actually think Darth Nihilus is the sickest looking Sith Lord yeah, of all time. I, like, I think he, he is freaky. He he looks very cool. He just he looks dope with that mask and the armor, which I think kind of plays into like. He has to have the mask and armor to contain his spirit because he that shows how much power he has. Like, if he does not have the armor and the mask, he just runs rampant and kind of doesn't exist. So I think that is, even though it's mostly just to look cool, it does have a functional purpose. And so I think right there we're already seeing his power that he has to contain, kind of like how, you know, sometimes Sith, you know, they have the Sith holocrons and there's power with them. And he has power with his armor and his suit and his mask because that is containing or put him in at a controllable level of his hunger that he desires. Yes, exactly. He has this, it's a quote affliction, right? Of this hunger that he has. And the only way it can be contained is the armor and the mask, right? I guess him and, and Cyan, they, they go well together because they're both just trying to stay alive, right? It's all about staying alive. Yeah. They would have loved the Bee Gees, you know? So they, they, and they have, the, yeah, this just survival type thing. Uh, and that's kind of what, you know, I feel like drives them in all that they do. And, you know, they hate the Jedi, so they're able to kill a lot of the Jedi. You guys know, have you, you guys remember watching, uh, I hated this show as a child or TV. It was a TV show. It was um, a, a movie, but Spirited Away. Did you guys watch Spirited Away? I did. Oh, I, I never watched Spirited it. Away. It's a studio Ghibli. But yeah, yeah. We, I remember, I don't know, TJ, maybe you weren't there with us when we were watching as kids, but I thought it was just like a, just a normal uh, TV show or movie, excuse me, keep getting that confused because it was cartoon, right? So I'm like, oh yeah, it's cartoon. We get, we would go to like movie gallery or whatever Safeway, pick up a, a rental movie, and you know, cartoon as a kid and watch it. One time I got spirited away, not realizing what this was, and I watched it, and I've been scarred for life. Watched it as a young child, I'm like, this <laughs> is messed up. This is so weird. And um, I know a lot of people love Spirited Away. Uh, but the reason I go on this tangent is because oh, okay. the no face, the mask of no face yeah. <laughs> was actually the basis of Nihilus's mask, right? If you look at them, they're, oh, really? they're very, very mm-hmm. similar. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw out that little fun fact. And, and this is another thing, uh, some to more canon connections because Nihilus is technically the, the legends now, but, uh, if you look at what, what's her name? Uh, mother... Teresa, what, uh, night sister. No, yeah, Mother <laughs> Teresa. Exactly. Oh, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, know, I know who you're talking about. The, uh, the night sister. I think they, I think it's just mother, or it's Mother Harkin, Mother. Tar- no, it's, it's Mother T. Um, yeah, I thought it's for the M- Mother Talzin. Is it not Talzin? Yeah, yeah. Talzin. There Talzin, you go. Yeah, Mother Talzin. You notice, like, she looks very similar to Nihilus oh, you're right. Yeah, in terms of the robes and the face. But then the other thing that that I, I remembered as well is in the game. 
whenever Nihilus speaks, like he doesn't speak. It's just this kind of echoey, like, oh, oh yeah, 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 or something like that. And like, that that's was how you a little understand. more Wookiee esque you went for there. Yeah, DJ. that was a little more Wookiee. <laughs> so <it wasn't, laughs> every time he talks, he's like, it's <laughs> like, oh no, that, you guys do good Wookiees. Well, I can't, he's I, not a man under the mask. I, it's, it's a, a Wookiee. Wookie. That's why he wears the mask, <laughs> covers face. Joey, what are you doing here? Joey, <laughs> that's um, good, but. Mother Mother Talzin in the Clone Wars as well. Whenever she speaks, there's like this kind of echoey faint background, yeah, behind her. So I I wonder. This is just TJ theory, but I, I wonder if she was inspired by that as well. Most likely. And and I will say something that bugs me about Nihilus is because like Nihilus looks the best, and in my opinion, Nihilus is the strongest of the three. The dude can literally consume planets, planets yeah, just in his hunger. Um, He's the first one to go down and you take him out real easy. It was just kind of like, what? So I don't think the game did him quite yeah. justice in the way. But him as, as a power, like, like he literally is, he's described as a wound in the force. Like he literally is sucking away like the, the essence of the universe and the force itself to, to feed his hunger. And that to me, I, I don't know if you can beat that. Yeah, Nihilus is, is, is top dog. You, the, I see like these memes, these Star Wars memes, and it's like, showing galactus oh i consume planets and then it shows like nihilus and he's like oh like boom like so do i you know and i yeah i, th- I think nihilus is is extremely powerful right yeah this whole uh the the obliteration experience that he had which caused him to feed off of of this of force energy really like upped his level and and you don't really like see we haven't really seen any other character like him i think in Star Wars, it was a very, very unique and cool idea with Nihilus. So, um, and yeah, he obviously has to be contained because of how powerful he is. But yeah, no Sith is is just eating planets, right? So this dude is this dude is top. He's he's an S. I'm I'm already going jumping the gun here, but he's he's S for sure. I think he's yeah. S for me as well. I would concur. Like I think it shows you know, the amount of power in the Force that. You have this hunger that literally can consume planets, you know, very much like Galactus, I think about all the mm-hmm. time. But like, I think, you know, in the same way that like, you know, even if Scion, Scion tr- could try to betray him and is immortal, but I think uh, Nihilus would just feed on his energy and consume. I think, okay, Nihilus could kill Scion because he just steals his life he, force and steals yeah, he's the gonna force suck and him, and just suck him dry. He's kind of like the mummy, just... Sucking them dry, yeah. you know, <laughs> or, or, or a dementor, or a dementor, yeah. dementor, dementor. <laughs> but I think when you have that uh, raw mouth power where you can consume so many people, and it's like, you know, like I think really, like if Nihilus is coming after you, you're screwed. But maybe if you if you if you're coming after Nihilus and he doesn't know, then maybe you got a chance. Yeah. But that raw amount of power that you can use the force to consume a planet or destroy a planet just with the force. That makes him S tier. He was probably I, I gotta only s- beaten go because he was, ba- you know, an- ambushed. Basically, didn't know, um, didn't know what was happening. Right. So, yeah, if he knew you were coming, if he has time, time to prep like Batman, time to prep Invincible. Right. <laughs> yeah. If he sees you coming, or Dom in a car, or Dom in a car, <laughs> Invincible. Right. <laughs> basically, yeah. Here, Nihilus is is semi invincible. Right. Especially if he knows you're coming. And I think uh, the way I like to say it is, Kreia says this in the game, but she says. The less said of that one, the better. Even a stray thought may draw him. So there's always, like, when Nihilus exists, there's always the fear that because you're associated with the Force in some way, he's going to come and consume yeah. you. And that, I, I don't think they did him justice in how easy it was to kill and everything, but just that encroaching fear throughout the game and just 
throughout him definitely s tier yeah all right we gotta we're moving on to darth malik the apprentice to revan malik's pretty cool i like malik too i mean i'm saying that about everyone i'm like oh yeah he's cool oh he's cool <laughs> yeah they have a lot of good bad guys i will say i, I think malik looks pretty dope with the the face mask as well because it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's intimidating the jaw he's thing, a big guy he lost the jaw yeah, he's intimidating um but i'm not gonna lie i'm like i'm, I'm thinking like Malik is pretty weak sauce, you know, like he, yeah. uh, what, all he can really do is he's just kind of your average, he's your like average an average Sith. Sith who managed to take over. Like he's not like super strong with the force. He's he's lucky. Like, yeah, exactly. He just happened to shoot Revan at the right time. And like, he's powerful in the sense that he took over from Revan, but on his own, mm, I'm not buying it. And he's also kind of like a Sith that he runs away. He's like, I'm getting beat. I got to run away. Like, right. you know, he's not the one that's like, I will fight you until I kill you. He's uh he kind of just he, he he's like uh how do i say he's, he's mischievous like, he's like loki a little bit like stab you in the back at the right time yeah <laughs> i was gonna say it's like you know it's kind of like uh when you play with a friend and you win but you carry him and then your friend's like i did all the work and it's like dude shut up and then he, he sabotages you that's what he's like he's like that friend that's always leaning on you but then wants to take all so, of the credit so wait so he's like christian and smash i knew you were gonna bring that up but then i go with the donkey <laughs> kong punch boom three strikes <laughs> baby um yeah i guess he, he's the he's the donkey kong of smash bros if you just run away and charge the punch uh I, i'll say he spends more time in the gym than he does training with a lightsaber you know like because he like <laughs> dude was real he looks, he looks pretty buff it's like oh man dude can bench press big time but the lightsaber skills uh, a, a little bit lacking i do also like the bald head with the blue the blue stripes i, I think yeah, yeah the, the, the design uh is is very cool and also if you guys like if you guys remember so remember we did way back we did knights of the Old republic the comic I, I always forget that he like became friends with zane right when he was yeah, alec yeah, that's right. right before he became malak so i just always uh forget that kind of a cool little uh cool little tidbit check out that episode if you want to listen to more knights of the old republic comic but yeah he's he's pretty uh He's pretty mid tier. You might you might even have to give him a C. I I, I don't know. Maybe, I, would, I I would give, I would him, give a him a C. Like him he, and Kraya can fight off, and I think it'd be somewhat equal. But if Plagueis <laughs> is the bottom with the D, like he, but, he ain't there at the bottom. But he, he's not he's not that high up. I, I yeah, he's say. smart enough to you know kill Plagueis in his sleep. I think all of these Sith are personally. But yeah, so definitely C tier, and for me as well. Let's move on then to talking about Darth Revan. Also, honestly, I'd say I like Darth Revan's look over, over uh, Malice. Darth uh, Nihilus. Oh, over, over Nihilus. Over Nihilus. Okay. Oh, over Nihilus. Like, just... like, when you see Darth Revan coming, like, you know it's Darth Revan. And, like, Nihilus might bring some terror, but with Revan, I just feel like he's super cool and dope. And you're like, I'd follow that man. Like, I know I've mentioned it before, but there's a guy uh, in my town that walks around in a full Revan costume and every time I see him I'm like that guy's Wait, the coolest really? guy really? Do you kneel? <laughs> he goes around and he got a Revan costume that's pretty cool little cosplay yeah. and so so I would say Revan's Revan's design I think is one of my favorites and just the mask with the lightsabers and the cloak like it's it's super dope yeah, he he was really like the OG mask guy. well I mean technically Darth Vader was the OG mask guy because Darth Vader first basically mask sith created mm-hmm. right um but then you have all these different mask characters but i feel like aside from yeah maybe darth vader i feel like he's kind of the owner of the mask right it's not it's not necessarily like a helmet that 
helps him breathe. It, it's a mask that that is very intimidating and it's very, I don't know, very memorable as well. You see Revan and you automatically think of the mask and he's one of the, I think, probably one of the favorite Sith uh, out there, uh, especially for your, your mainstreamers that only know a little bit about Star Wars and not saying that we know everything, but Revan's very familiar people and a favorite and, and he does look sick and he's got the purple and red lightsaber. Like the dude is, the dude is pretty sick. And I will say, as as far as the Sith Lords go so far, he is one of the few, actually, I think on our whole list, I think he's the only one that has battle meditation, um, which mm. is the force ability to kind of predict, to know what your enemies are going to do before they do it. And, you know, he leads the Republic in stopping the Mandalorians, and then he leads the Sith in taking over the Republic. So, yeah. like, and he's, like, wicked in combat. Like, he takes on Mandalore and kills him in hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so, I think the only thing that that Revan does lack especially is again kind of this this force power because he's a wicked fighter he's a wicked um uh like tactician uh general and all these things um and then he has the battle meditation but then past that you know he's kind of like scion in the sense that he doesn't he doesn't have as much um uh, massive force power um but at the same time if you run into him you know, chances are you're probably going to die. And if you're fighting against it with an army, chances are it's, you're going to lose. He's still got tough, like, force ability, right? Because that's what force meditation is. So it's just... Yeah, force It's yeah, a different yeah. force ability. It's not... Um, I mean, yeah, it's like a, a force lightning or, or a force heal or, right, right, these different types of force. And it's just much grander than that, right? And it's very, yeah, very strategic for taking for taking over, basically. So I, I'm not going to count him out for, for that, I, I don't think. Um, and yeah, he's got the he's got the dominance with with the lightsaber as well. Yeah, so it, yeah. And, and I think also it's important to note he was like one of the first Sith. He took over the galaxy. Like he did it like multiple times, basically. <laughs> like he he did he defeated the Mandalorians, then took it over with the Sith, then brought it back with the Jedi, <laughs> and only to tangle with the Sith again and be like, okay, I'm done with the galaxy now. So I think it's very important also to note that Revan has tangled with a lot of these Sith. He's on been the very list. successful. <laughs> like he, he's tangled with a lot of the Sith on the list and, and he's come out either on top or he survived. And so I think that's important to know that like he can go head to head with almost anybody and he's probably going to make it out. He won't win every time, but I think he can, he can go to head to head with the top Sith or the top beings in the galaxy and, and give him a good fighting shot. You know, like I'm not saying for sure he wins, but like it's going to come down to the and wire. It's, it's interesting because he, I mean, he's got both sides, right? He's got the light and the dark. And so like, qu quote, you know, before he dies, he really wasn't able to because he had the, bo the both sides in him. And right. So uh, that right. The two halves of his uh, that he had within him had to merge before he could die. Right. So that almost makes him a little more powerful, almost, you know, semi scion esque Right. Um, and also. Like he went, he he went and he sought out the the great Sith Emperor, right? And that's obviously after he got tortured, kind of led him down the, the Sith path. But then also fought the Sith Emperor again, and and with a little bit of help, we're able to defeat the Sith Emperor, who's arguably the, the most powerful of all time. So, dude's got it going on. Revan is is extremely powerful. I'm going I'm going S list for sure for him. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm going S too. I think, I think he's up there. I was gonna put him in A. Oh I'm no, like, I, no. Yeah, no. I think he's. I think he's Scion level, but I, I don't know. Oh, if, he uh, can. He could wipe Scion. Scion like in two. Wipe the floor with him. Mm. I mean, he, he literally he took 
he he led uh, it's hard to the Republic forces and the Sith planets. forces and and yeah, I guess it's a different type of power, right? Different type of power. That's fair. That's fair. That's like fair. leading in combat. I, I can see the argument for F. leading in combat because you have Nihilus, who I mean, I guess him and Sion did wipe out tons of the Jedi, almost all of them. But then you also think uh, of Revan wasn't there Revan when that also happened, was basically wiping out everyone when he was on one side. He flipped to the other side, wiping out everyone. So hard to argue there. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. He's he, uh, yeah. I put him in S tier too because y- you can't count out Revan. That should be the, that should be the saying. Can't count out Revan. <laughs> can't count out Revan. <laughs> it's like, are they returning Revan in the new uh, Ahsoka like, series? Count, <laughs> can't count him out. Don't can't, can't count out Revan. Revan. He, he'll he'll be the Mephisto of the Star Wars universe. Yes, yes. Revan Is confirmed. Revan? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna move on to Darth Tyrannus next, or as the layman know him, Count Dooku. Count Dooku. Yeah. Now, now it's important. Uh, in all of this, we've talked a lot about uh, force power, lightsaber power. We have less. We have talked less about political power, a very important <laughs> skill for a Sith to have. Uh, and I think, personally, I think um, Count Dooku is uh, even higher than 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 Sheev Palpatine in some and ways. He could convince like anybody to follow. <laughs> I would say he was really the one that uh he, he was crucial right for the the overthrowing of the jedi for order 66 to even happen right because he gathered all the separatists together right and, and mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the separatists then there's no war right so he was the one gathering everyone together going from planet to planet and people feared him too right he shows up on your front door wanted to talk with the the king or the ruler of the planet you know, he, he caused a, a lot of fear and he did have that persuasiveness. He had the charisma. Uh, I think Count Dooku goes, goes underlooked a, a lot of times just because, especially if you've only seen the movies and you haven't watched any of the Clone Wars. You know, I do think Count Dooku has a lot more power than he necessarily shows. And I think, you know, for as much as uh, he was supported by Palpatine, he still had a lot of plotting and planning of his own. But I think, you know, his force powers, he dueled Yoda pretty well. And uh, kind of also similar to uh, Malik in the sense that Count Dooku had to run away a lot because he's like, the pol- politics are more important than the fight. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, I'm going to win the war. Yeah, it, for him, it wasn't <laughs> about the battle. Yeah, it wasn't about the battle. It was about the long term. And he was, he was in it uh, in the long haul with, with Sheev, right? With, uh, or so he or thought. Or so he thought with, with our cities, right? So he was very tactical in, in the entire planning of things. So I think that probably led to the running away uh, like to tell you the truth i mean he went toe-to-toe with yoda right and he and he really could throughout even the clone wars basically until he uh got killed could take on any jedi one-on-one even two-on-one really was was taking anakin and obi-wan 2v1 on multiple occasions right he was i think the best mm-hmm. yeah he was that he was the best swordsman uh, basically around right so with a lightsaber he really he couldn't be I don't think you could top him from a lightsaber standpoint. Interesting. I was, oh, sorry. I was, I was thinking a lot less of him and now you guys are convincing me a little more. And I'm remembering like the clone wars legends comics where I'm like, Oh, he's actually really dangerous. And yeah. That. Like he's, he's, he's the big, he's, a he's the bad guy. With. And well, I mean, I guess grievous too, but he's the guy that people are like, Ooh, yeah. We're worried about count Dooku. And he was really the head of all of the bad guys, right? The Jedi knew that there was some other underlying Darth side figure, 
but they didn't know who it was. So all the focus was really Count Dooku. Count Dooku was the leader of the Separatists and Dark Side mm. user, a Sith, right? They, they really didn't call him Darth Tyrannus hardly at all. But he, he was the face of the res, re, yeah, revolution. There we go. Face of the revolution, yeah. was he? But, you know, for, for all the compliments, like, yeah, I think he does more than I think people initially see. But that being said, like, I'm not the biggest fan of his look. And as we, as we say a lot, he is too old. <laughs> yeah. You know, he is an old man. And so I, I think that is his downfall is because he is old, he thought he was the most wise, but then he got outwitted uh, by his master. And so I think that's more of his downfall was he did not have enough ambition, you know? He was trying to sweep the rug right underneath Palpatine right at the very end, but he never even got close to the rug at all. He was just, you know, playing it along, be like, eventually I'll get to that rug, but uh, it bit him in the butt a little too early. So I think that's his downfall was he followed too closely instead of trying to take power maybe a little bit yeah, sooner. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a, a good take on it. Yeah, if he really had maybe tried to, to take on Palpatine a little bit sooner, it would have been uh, to his benefit. And, and he's actually, I believe, like, 20 years older than than Sheev. Um, I think when Sheev mm. took over, he was like 63 and Dooku's like 80 something. I, I can't remember the exact numbers or exact ages. But um, yeah, it was really the the oldness and the age that got to him. Give him if he was 20 years younger, uh, I don't know if you could you could top him. So and and to be fair, to to continue our Smash Bros analogy, this is Christian waiting in the wings with DK as I'm killing Nate, <laughs> but then strategically I turn around and blast Christian with my Samus charge shot, and he dies, and I emerge victorious. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, very funny. But I think I'm gonna put Dooku in a solid B tier. Like I was gonna he, put like, B tier as well. You convinced like, me. Like B tier fits him, and I don't think anyone can really complain with that. You know, B tier, you're I'm, like that I'm, works. It, it works. I'm a maybe just I'm a big Dooku fan. I've grown to like Dooku over the years. Um, obviously, take his lightsaber, and I mean, he found Jango Fett. So all the, all these different things. I, I'm gonna give it. I want to give him like an A. I want to give him maybe not a top tier. Wow. I'm not, now we're gonna break down the tiers even more. Maybe not a top tier A, but a, a, a bottom tier A, top of the B's for sure. So interesting. Okay. Okay. All right. We're moving on. Maybe some more heavy hitters now. Darth Maul. Maul's sick. It's as, as all the Darths are. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one's going to be hard for us. And this is, I think it's, it, it'll be really important to separate our nostalgia and our love for Darth Maul uh, from his power. Cause the truth of the matter is like the dude is an insane fighter. And that's it. He's <laughs> like the most really? he was he- able to do was like control the criminal underworld. He d- has no charisma. Um, he's just this kind of sneaky, like angry guy. When he fights you, you're in trouble. But that's about it. And he's not see, undying. I, <laughs> well, I guess see, technically I, is you cut him in half, he survives. But <laughs> see, I think it's a little bit different. So like, I yeah, he is a very powerful fighter. And then, like, I think he he was very skilled at the dark side of the force. And he was kind of like, he pushes through a lot of things. Like, I know we mentioned one of our earliest episodes that was the Darth Maul comic. And, you know, like, he basically can take on anyone when he has a goal and he can co- to accomplish, he can really accomplish that goal if he doesn't have any distractions. But I think I would disagree with uh, the planning side of Maul as we, as we see in Clone Wars. Like, he basically goes from nothing to having this whole criminal empire. And I think something to, that's very uh, important to distinct, like 
Dooku was able to lead because he kind of, he got handed a lot of things by a Palpatine on a silver platter. Be like, hey, take this. Hey, do this. But Maul by himself with nothing was able to, I think, to really rise to power. And I, I think had if you to switch, earn this. <laughs> I, know, I think if you switch, uh, you switch around Count Dooku and Darth Maul, Darth Maul over, overthrows Palpatine, in my opinion. Like, I think Darth Maul has the, the physical power to fight, but he takes over Mandalore does, in like yep. two days. You got you to gotta remember that. That's fair. And so That's like, fair. I think Darth Maul, like, for as much as we, we think of him only as this fighter, like, I think he does have this poise and a charisma. I think even more like Loki, except Loki without the humor. Like, mm-hmm. he knows how to play to people to then get what he wants from them. And I think if he had more support and power, like, we could be seeing a very much different galaxy in the Star Wars universe. So I think Darth Maul, you got to give him more credit than just, oh, he was a cool guy that had a really cool fight and really cool lightsaber skills. Yeah, I'm going to give him a lot more credit too. Uh, obviously, very, very well wielding that lightsaber, right? Um, the double blade. And I think, honestly, if he hadn't got cut in half, he'd still be one of the top wielders around there. But I think after getting cut in half and yeah, he got with mother, uh, mother Talzin and some witch magic, you know, he got legs back, but I, I, I don't, it wasn't ever quite the same, you know, it's NBA player goes down, tears the Achilles. You're never quite the same. right. So that's what, uh, yeah, those metal legs mm. that they give to NBA players just don't do what they <laughs> but even, the, even the real, cool, real legs that he got back just didn't quite do it for him. But I do think he, yeah, he was very, also very tactical and, and building out the empire. Oh, like, uh, overthrowing the new Mandalorians, having the Death Watch bring in uh, or come in as kind of the new government. And then he wasn't the face of them, right? He used the, the old Mandalore ruler as the face or governor as the face. Um, he's over, basically over, he has the, the shadow collective, right? Over the pikes, over the Black Sun, over the huts, right? And then also, as you know, Crimson Dawn later on. So he, he was able to accomplish, I think, a, a ton and I think had maybe the the fear factor where it really instilled fear in people um so i i, I want to give him a, a higher grade as well um and and he went down like he barely went to he just went down because he was old too you know he'd been around and survived mm-hmm. so and i guess i guess there are a couple of things that i'm thinking of like well the fact that you got cut in half like come on pal <laughs> like See, you had that, the high that, ground <laughs> fluke that was a fluke. That's because it's, only Kenobi knows how to defeat the high ground, right? That's that's, that's Kenobi's right. one that's great right. strength. His big his big secret is that. So I'll, I'll give I'll give him a little bit of a pass there. <laughs> and I think the other thing though is the best thing that could have happened for Maul was getting cut in half because, in my opinion, from my understanding of Maul, he didn't want to overthrow Sidious. He just wanted to be a cog in the yeah, machine. That's you true. know, he just wanted to go. But it was after he got killed and Palpatine didn't give a crap that he was like, maybe I should look at this myself. I still think, though, um, I don't feel like he's on the same level as like a, as a Revan or a Scion, personally. I, I, think, I think he could go toe-to-toe with uh, Count Dooku Tyrannus in his own way, uh, in, in different ways, though. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him at a B, personally. So yeah, I'm going to put him at an A. I think... Man. I think he does. I he doesn't. He lacks maybe a little bit of the charisma that Count Dooku has, but like I think his his presence and his manipulating skills are a lot better than Dooku's. And I think also like yeah, Maul's biggest downfall is a he got too old, and I think two PTSD from getting cut in half. 
and then uh, <laughs> does a number <laughs> not just your yeah. legs but your brain <laughs> yeah and then also i think also like you know just palpatine and the, the fear from that so i think that's more of his downfall but you know i think you switch a couple things around and maul is is the top dog in the galaxy i think he has a lot more potential than dooku ever did so that's why i'm putting him at an a tier and I, I know we haven't mentioned this as much but it's just like He's just cooler than he's cooler, you know, like I think Mm. he's just cooler. And I think sometimes you got to take that into (laughs) account. (laughs) Would I rather see, would I rather keep seeing Dooku over and over? Cause I got sick of Dooku sometimes, but you know, I still respect Dooku, but I think Maul, like I could see him all the time or a lot of the time. And be like, that's a cool dude. I'm putting him. Yeah. B plus a minus for me too. Kind of that same category as Dooku. And the more I talk about him, the more I realize, no, he, he really has done a lot. And, and, and yeah, he was, he was a, he was a, an issue for Palpatine, right? Palpatine had to go out of his way to uh, try and take him down and take him out um, in order to you kind of stop, you know, stop him from, you know, totally throwing off the plan. Messing up the right? plan. So he was, he was a big, uh, a big, big issue there. So I'm, I'm giving him a, a minus as well. And remember, Sidious had to come and stop yeah, him by himself. Yeah. He had to come and stop him by himself. So that's something important to consider that. Sidious had to do his own dirty work for once with yeah, Maul. And though he, I mean, he got whooped pretty, well, he, maybe not whooped, but he got beaten pretty good. He beat both Maul and Savage, so. Um, but that's because Maul was being a little bit of a baby, I think. He needs to man up yeah, there. He's, he's been like, little, <laughs> Yeah, it was just blubbering every idiot. He needed to man up there, so. PTSD. <laughs> we we got to move on to Darth Sidious now. So this, this one, I think, is one of the toughest ones because... The man was the most successful Sith Lord Ever. of all time. Yeah. He conquered the galaxy. But, and as we see, he does have some lightsaber abilities. He kills a bunch of masters, kills a, bu- mm. kills, kills a bunch of Sith, kills, you know, Plagueis. Um, but Plagueis was but, D-level. <laughs> yeah, but it was D-level. But, like, you look, at, you look at Sheev and you're like, man, anybody could take you in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> So I, this one, I'm really conflicted on this one because in some ways I feel like he is extremely powerful, but then in other ways I'm also like, man, you're a wimp. <laughs> I I do think something with Palpatine, like he had this great plan and he had this great idea, and he does have some fighting skills, but he relied heavily on others to accomplish mm-hmm. his work. Like he banked in with Maul, didn't work out. Banked in with Dooku, worked out pretty well, but then he banked in with Darth Vader, which kind of got him. That's Darth Vader, I think is who he owes the most uh, credit yeah. to his success. And then after that, Darth Vader's also his ultimate downfall in killing him in the end. And so I think like you have to respect Palpatine because like he did a lot. He has some skills. He, he knows a lot about the Force, but he still doesn't have, I think, the connection that some of these other Sith have to the Force. So it's kind of like this weird middle area to the Force. And I would like to also point out we're going to be discluding the sequels in this conversation because... We, we don't need to talk about that at all. <laughs> That's but, right. Um, I, I think Chief Palpatine, like, by himself, couldn't take over the galaxy. It was only really through the work of others because he just made the plan and then he hired a bunch of people to yeah. do the job. He didn't do the job himself, you know? He's a Besides, master uh, of delegation. Yeah, delegation. Few, except Dooku, could do that quite as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's very, yeah, very, very smart, you know, top tier, de- yeah, top tier delegator and, and tactical strategist patience nailed it right so yeah a lot a lot of pros for sheev um but as far just i feel like raw power i mean i mean he had the whole unlimited power thing and it 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 
caught Mace by surprise. His Force Lightning is better than everybody is, else's. I will say no one had strong. He is the top tier Force Lightning. I mean, he didn't even like using a lightsaber half the time because he's like, I have the Force. Like, why, why do I need a lightsaber? Like, okay, I'll, I'll use it. And I mean, he shows, you know, top tier abilities while wielding the lightsaber, beating a uh, kind of wussy Maul and, and Savage. And then, I mean, he does lose to Mace Windu, but like, was it also kind of planned as well to kind of throw off Anakin, right? There's that debate. Right. So you... But, and he beats Yoda, technically. No, I mean... Technique, technically, technically really. I say, he, I I say he, he loses to Yoda. It was only like, Yoda got flung off. I don't, I don't think he, quote, lose. I said this before. If it was him v. Yoda on the sand of, of, of Tatooine, Yoda wins, Right. Yoda needed to be mindful of his surroundings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Qui-Gon should have taught him that lesson. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm just going to go with an A. A. I, I, I think I'm going to go with an A too. Like he's got all the right points, but he just doesn't exactly finish in the most way. He, I think because of that, we're lying on others. He doesn't have that X factor that we're looking for. You just don't quite got the X factor well. we're looking for. <laughs> and this he is- also... And this is what I would say is it's like he, I think objectively and with what he accomplished, he should be an A, but I want to put him as a B, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I feel when you, I, I think of personal bias, Sidious, I'm like, you're not, pal- you're not powerful. You've just, you've done a good job. You're like that guy at work who just like, isn't really good at his job, but is really good at making the job good for him. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing in my, so I, I'm going to put him as a he, B, probably subjective, but. In the there. office, uh, Ryan's like, oh, he uses, uses this quote, and I'll kind of use it the same. He can't fix a car, but he can run General Motors, right? And yeah. sometimes he <laughs> has to go in and fix the car, and it kind of works, like when he has to go defeat Maul. But he's not fixing the car often. He's really just running GM Motors from above, or General Motors from above, excuse me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also was going to say with the lightning... He uh, he massacred his own face. You know he didn't have to keep lightning. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a dumb move. <laughs> he just <laughs> he could have looked normal for the rest of his life, but he he chose it was all not part of the to. Plan. Power is more important than looks. Would you rather be beautiful or powerful? <laughs> she chose, he chose power. power. He did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're moving on to our last one. Quintessential Darth bum, Vader. Bum, bum. See, and this one again is really tough because in some ways I feel like. Uh, Darth Vader's um, Darth Vader's fighting ability uh, decreased uh, from when he was Anakin. Like his speed isn't there. His power is greater in the sense of like I think he's stronger. Like he can take more. He's slap. He's just more physical. The rage, rage is stronger. Uh, but he is a lot slower. He's a lot scarier. He's not as much a, tat- a-, a tactician. Um, but he also kind of is because he has the background. But then he just looks like Darth Vader is Star Wars, you know, so it's kind of like, it's so hard for for me to figure out where to place him. I think Darth Vader, he's he's really, he is the face of Star Wars. He's the intimidating villain that you learn has this tragic backstory. And in the end, he chooses his family over power. But I think if we're going to just power, (laughs) I think if we're going just power, like he has some limitations, you know, like. He, he, you know, when he's a Jedi, he doesn't go into the the rage. But then when as soon as he in, he's in the suit, he goes all in the rage. But like Tita said, the suit is limiting, I think, in a lot of ways. And I think also like 1v1, Darth Vader has the fear. But I think if you're able to overcome the fear, you have a good chance of beating him, you know? Like, 
I think, uh, obviously, we, we talked about, I think, not this comic specifically, but there's a comic where right after Order 66, Darth Vader's hunting Jedi because he wants to find Obi-Wan Kenobi. And this one idiot girl leads him to a bunch of these Jedi and they have this duel. And, you know, in it, he gets beaten up pretty badly. Like, he survives, but, like, it, t- it still takes a toll on him. But it was, like, five, so I think five like, Jedi, though. You know, or however many Jedi. It was, like, nine. And he was new to the suit. Uh, he hasn't quite... He, that was, like, the first time he really he fought. It was Mach 1. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Put on the suit. But I, but I feel like if you have a trained Jedi master, that's, like... Like, obviously, like, there's... a. He, Vader fight, fights a lot of different Jedi throughout the years, and he does beat, like, all of them. But I think if you have one that's like, I want to take down Darth Vader, and you don't have that fear aspect, and you focus on the Force, and, you know, let's be honest, Darth Vader's got a lot of mental issues, so you can kind of just sneak in there, talk yeah. at him and yell at him. And that's him true. And, so, and, and so Anakin th- was never a Jedi master. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. And so I think Darth Vader could be defeated, maybe not as easily. Like, it'd still be a good fight, but, like... As far as power goes, I think if you're able to overcome some things, then you got a good shot of taking out Darth Vader. He's not unbeatable. It's just he has the presence of fear, which makes him feel like he's unbeatable. And, you know, there's the breathing and then don't forget about the force choke because he loves his force choke. Yeah, I think intimidation level is uh, at the top for, for Darth Vader, right? And like Nate, you mentioned, having that intimidation and the fear factor on his side is big time and it really i think wipes out a lot of different a lot of different dudes that he goes up against right and kind of like in you know clone wars 2d general grievous right at the very end when all those jedi are all oh my gosh we never never we've been outmaneuvered by droids right and shaggy gets exactly so uh, (laughs) i think um but then, like, yeah, I go back to just him basically taking out every Jedi ever when he's hunting him down. Uh, you know, even when he's mauled by, you know, nine or eight Jedi, whatever it is, he still comes out on top. So I think just, yeah, from that, from a power and rage standpoint, very, very difficult to defeat, except maybe with some Force Lightning, right? Which is, I think, maybe one of the reasons why, uh, you know, Plagueis, excuse me, not Plagueis, Sheev. Sidious. Sidious, Sidious put him in the suit, right? Because he then couldn't really use the Force Lightning. All that rage, nowhere, nowhere to put it except really with the lightsaber. So, because, you know, what electrocuted the suit, how do you try to use it? So, yeah, this is also just a very, very tough one. Um, I'm, st- I'm going to put him at an A level for sure. Um, I don't think he quite hits the S. If there was like a combo, if he could be as, have, has, have as much rage without the suit, he, he goes up to an S tier and, and is basically unstoppable. But because he never got that perfect balance, you're, I'm going to give him an A level. That's how I feel. I feel I would agree. Without the suit, if he still got that same power, he's an S. But with the suit, it's, he, he's limited Indeed. by the technology <laughs> of his time. <laughs> uh, see, I, and this is actually where I would disagree. I, I think objectively, he should be at a B level. Oh, um, no. I don't, no, no. I, what? I don't think he's special enough to... I think... What he means to the to the to, to the universe, he is at an A level, but but I don't know. I, put, I don't I don't I don't know if he could beat any of the that, other That's what um, I was saying. Put him up against the other Bs. Like, do I take him against Tyrannus? Mm, yeah. Do I take him against Maul? Yeah. Even though there's that there's know. that I one legend. So there's the him. one legends comic where he fights Maul. And Maul, Maul has him beat from a swordsman standpoint. And he stabs himself 
stabs the lightsaber through himself into Maul. Maul's behind him, stabs himself, but it kills Maul because, you know, he's more machine than man. Mm. So a little bit of a tactical move there. Um, I, I mean, I put him against, obviously, Malak. I think I'd take him against Sion. Um, yeah, no, see, and that's the thing. I think he's just, he's more of an enforcer, though. He doesn't, he doesn't command the same level of the force, I think, that anyone else does have. He just has his rage, and he... But, but the rage, the rage is it. what makes him strong, right? That the the yeah, he's basically like the Hulk, right? The more rage he has, the more dark side power that he can mm-hmm. draw on, and it's a different power than the battle meditation or the the eating of worlds, or right? Keeping yourself from, alive. from nihilus, yeah. or yeah, or keeping your but your body intact, right? So it's actually a more practical Sith force uh, use, I think, because while Sion's trying to keep himself together. Darth Vader goes all rage on him and nothing Sion can do. I mean, Sion will come back over and over and over again, I guess. So yeah, I, I, I got to get, I, I'm running with a for sure, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so those are a lot of hot takes we, we had, but those are our thoughts on just some of the 10 Sith Lords. Obviously there's a lot of other Sith out there. So we actually might do another one of these episodes again, but for our listeners out there, let us know your guys' thoughts. Do you agree with us on, on this tier list? And maybe we can do a post or something on the Instagram page. But um, do you agree with our tier list? Yes or no? And why not? Let us know. But we, we got to, before we wrap up the podcast, we got to play the quote one more time. I think it could go on like this forever. Living like this with no consequences. There are always consequences. All right, that is the quote again, and that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all you listeners out there. If you want a chance to get a shout-out on this podcast, you can do that by following us on Instagram and Twitter, at Quotes and Stuff Pod. If you DM us guessing the quote correctly before we reveal it, we will give you a shout-out. If you want an- another way to reach out to the show, you can do that through email. That's at QuotesAndStuffPod at gmail.com, sending, your, sending in your guys' suggestions or thoughts about any of the things that we talk about. Uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see Goodbye. you next time. Adios.